I want to talk to you today on you got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. You got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. God loves the children of Israel, but the children of Israel have not always loved God. Let's go to Exodus chapter 16. The Bible says, now that they've been delivered, now that they've gone through the, the, the miracles, now they complain, they want food, and they don't like what God gives them. And they, and they, don't, uh, and they don't appreciate it, and they start to complain. And by the way, young people, that is one of the very first steps for you getting backslidden is you start complaining about everything. God's not fair. God's not good. Why me? Look at Exodus chapter 16, verse 1. The Bible says, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day. Look at verse 2. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. There wasn't a person that didn't, that didn't murmur, that didn't complain, that didn't argue with them. What were they arguing about? Look at verse 3. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this. They were hungry. By the way, it wasn't that they were hungry. It was that they did not like what, what, what they were being fed. Hey, young people, listen, God's going to bring things your way, and you're like, I don't have an appetite for that. That's not what I want, but that's what God wants you to have. Keep following. I want you to go down in um, verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. The people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. So God says, I, hey, Moses, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'm going to give these complaining people their food. I want you to go over to verse 11 in the same chapter. Exodus chapter 16, verse 11. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I've heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, that even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled. God says to them, or told Moses, Hey, Moses, I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to give them the food. There's another part of this story that is told in the book of Numbers. And I think you need to read it because there's a part there that we hear of God speaking that is not in that chapter, Exodus 16. So I want you to go to Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. I want you to go to Numbers chapter 11. Look at verse 13, Numbers 11, 13. The Bible says, When should I have flesh to give unto all this people? For they weep unto me, saying... Give us flesh that we may eat. By the way, young people, you push God enough. And God's going to give you an answer. You keep dealing with your sin and you keep pushing God. God's going to give you an answer. God may give you what you want. And you're going to lose what you could have had. Here these people are complaining because God had already provided, but they didn't want God's provision. I want you to listen to me very carefully, young people. A lot of you want to hear God's voice if it is saying what you want to hear. A lot of you want to hear God's voice say, play sports. A lot of you want to hear God's voice say, make money. A lot of you want to hear God's voice say, 
that's, that's an okay girl. A lot of you want to hear God's voice say, hey, that's a good guy. A lot of you want to hear God's voice say, yeah, go into business. But God says, preach. God says, be a missionary. God says, don't date that girl. God says, don't date that guy. But so many of us, we're looking for God to approve of what we want. Look what he says. This is God's answer. Verse 20, Numbers 11. He says, but even a whole month until it come out of your nostrils. God says, I'm going to give you what you want. And, and he said, I, it's going to come out of your nose. He said, I'm going to give you so much of it, you're going to get sick of it. Looking at a group of young people right now. A generation of young people that is so full of themselves. By the way, to be full of God, to be full of God means to be empty of yourself. We have a generation here that's so full of yourself. It's all about how many likes and how many streaks. It's about how many comments. It's about how that filter makes you look. And too bad you need a filter. It's about who follows you. It's about being a, a, uh, uh, you know, a YouTube star. It's about going on there and, and uh, influencing, being an influencer. Let's see what happened to these people. Go to Numbers chapter 11, verse 6. It wasn't that they were hungry physically. Look at verse 6. The Bible says, but now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all. Young people, their soul was starving. I'm looking at a lot of young people in here. You look full, but your soul is starving. It's starving, first of all, because you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And whenever you hear preaching about salvation, it sounds like Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. And your soul's empty. That is why you need acceptance from the world. That's why you want attention from the world. That is why you want the affection of the world. That is why you want the approval of the world. Because your soul is hungry. And when you hear Brother Abdel preach, and when you hear Brother Gomez preach about serving God, you know that your, your soul says, yeah, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And then the very next minute, you say, uh, but I really do want to go to the military. I, I really do want to be a businessman. Let's see what happened to these people. I want you to go to Exodus chapter 32, verse 8. I'll read it real quick. The Bible says, They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, uh, calf and they have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods. That generation that, that was full of themselves, that generation that, that uh, was hungry, not physically, but spiritually, that generation that would not hear God's voice and wanted to hear God's voice say what they wanted to say, that generation pretty soon fell away and started worshiping a false god. Let me show you what Moses said about them. In, in uh, the book of 
uh, Deuteronomy 32, 20. Uh, Moses is 120 years old. He's about to die. Now, these are the grandchildren of these people. And this is what he says. He says, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very forward generation. Children in whom is no faith. Hey, listen, young people, the decisions that we're asking you to make this week, it's not necessarily for you. Yes, we want you to surrender, but you're going to have children someday. And if you slip away now, and if you let the standard down now, and if you follow the world now, what hope would your children have someday? I want you to go to Psalm chapter 116. I'm sorry, 106, verse 15. Psalms 106, verse 15. The Bible says this. And he gave them their request. We want meat. And he gave them their request. This is really interesting. It says, but he sent leanness into their soul. Into their soul. Hey, young man, keep looking at the pornography. God's not going to stop you. But one day, you're going to look at a very lean soul, a dead soul. Hey, young lady, keep sending the pictures. Keep going on social media. Hey, do your little vaping in the bathroom. Hey, turn on your music. God's going to let you have it. He's going to let you keep it. God says, if you love that more than me, I'm going to let you have it. He said, leanness into your soul. Young people, you know what that word leanness means? It means to waste away. And you're going to waste away. I'm talking to young people that one time you went soul winning. You don't go soul winning. You're wasting away. If you spend more time on your phone than you do in your Bible, that might be a good sign that you're wasting away. If church is no longer exciting for you, that might be a good sign that you're wasting away. If you never walk in altar and you always look to your left and right to see who moves, that might be a good sign that you're wasting away. If things are boring to you, if you no longer pray, if, you, if the word of God is no longer sweet to you, that might be a good sign that you're wasting away. That word leanness means to waste away. And by the way, we are, we're wasting a generation away that refuses to give in to God. And I'm not talking about heathens. I'm talking about young people here that you're in church every week and wasting away. When you get leanness of your soul, there's something else that follows. First comes the leanness. You begin to waste away. You're no longer doing what you used to do. God is no longer real. It's been a long time since the spirit of God moved in you. And then leanness will lead you to lukewarmness. If you've ever heard God's opinion of lukewarmness, you need to read it. God says, it's like vomit. Take your Bibles real quick and go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. Revelation 3, 16. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You know, young people, some of you want your Christianity like you order your drink at Starbucks. You want your church with extra cream, a little sugar, a drizzle of worldliness topped with a whipped sin. 
Christianity was never meant to be comfortable. Why do I got to wear these skirts? They make me look like I'm a bag of potatoes. No, girl. You look like a bag of potatoes before you put on the skirt. Let me clarify that, speaking from Mr. Potato. Okay, so... But leanness, first we get lean. We want to hear God's voice in our way. And then we get lukewarm and God says, look what he says. He says, so that because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out. I hate cold food. I've probably returned a hundred meals in my lifetime to restaurants. I hate cold fries. I love fries. When I go to heaven, I'm going to eat them and they're not going to stick to me. I love fries. I hate cold fries. Amen. Anybody else love fries? Let's start a fries Facebook. All right. I, mean, I just love fries. But it become lukewarm. Hey, listen, there's too many lukewarm Christians in our churches. There's too many lukewarm teenagers in our youth groups. I'd rather have 10 teenagers that are on fire for God than 100 that just sit around and are lukewarm. Why? Because God hates it. Man, for God to refer to something as vomit, that's got to be pretty low. Leanness is going to lead to lukewarmness. There was a time when you prayed, but you no longer pray. There was a time when church is a hangout. You don't go to church for a person, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You go to church for it because it's a place to hang out. When's the last time you walked an altar? When's the last time you, you, the, the Spirit of God got a hold of you? We're lukewarm. You know why you can't defeat these strongholds? Because the leanness led to lukewarmness, and now you're lukewarm, and now you're like, how do I get out of here? This same group of young people, they're the generation that followed, the Bible says, became children of no faith. And I'm hoping that as I look out here and see, you know, hundreds of churches that I'm, that I'm hoping and, and preach to thousands of teens, I'm hoping that I can say, maybe we could save a future generation. Amen. They became lukewarm. And then they became lost. They became lost. Go to 2 Timothy 4.10 real quick. This is one of the saddest verses in the Bible, Brother Gomez. The apostle Paul ministered and had a ministry to many young men throughout the Bible. I think there's 11 different young men that traveled with the apostle Paul at one time or another. And he says this. He says, for Demas, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world and is departed. Young people, let me share my heart with you real quick as a youth pastor. I don't know of anything that breaks my heart anymore. And to see a young person walk through that door, I wonder how many pastors, pastors and youth pastors here have spent many a night praying Oh, God, bring Johnny back. Oh, God, bring Lisa back. Oh, God, bring David back. Oh, God, bring Brian back. Oh, God, bring Chris back. 
Oh God, bring Lewis back. Oh God, bring Melody back. I wonder how many youth pastors and parents and pastors have stood on the other side of that door of the stronghold and begged people to come back. And they'd have never gone in there had they never become lean, had they never become lukewarm, they would have never become lost. And every week, Brother Gomez can tell you, Brother Hubal can tell you, our phones ring off the hook. Our messages, our messages are many. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And by the way, not all that go through that door come back. You want to hear something really crazy? I'm a youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor for about 27 years. Listen, I've buried 40 kids under the age of 18. I've buried. I have buried. Gunshots, gangs, drug addictions. Yes, I've buried. Not all come back. Some do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some do. But not all. I'm almost done. Say, Brother Ricky, what is the text of your message? Look what God wants for you. God wants a good marriage, a good family. God wants kids. God wants ministry. God wants to, for you to fulfill your purpose. God wants you to fulfill your potential. God has a place for you. It might be in a church. It might be as a youth pastor. It might be a missionary. God has a place for you. God looks at you and says, man, I've got so much for that person, but there's only one thing, and that is that that young person won't give in to God. I had to give in to the Lord. Boy, growing up, I, I wanted to be successful. Growing up, I wanted to be rich. Everybody wants to be rich, amen? And, and growing up, man, I, I, I got to work in it, and I, and I did well, and I did in business. And prior to coming on staff as a youth pastor, I worked for a really large, like one of the top five companies in the world. And man, I was up and climbing and doing well. And my wife is in the medical field, and we were up and climbing and doing well. And I mean, we were, we were living that, that high life. We're doing well. And then Brother Hiles called and said, hey, would you uh, be a youth pastor for the bus kids? And I'm like, how much you pay? He's like, well, whatever they steal. <laughs> and he said, how much you pay? And I, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And my wife and I left Chicago. We lived in a really nice neighborhood and came out here and we started working with our young people. Hey, listen to me, no regrets. Do you hear me? No regrets. Here's the challenge, young people. Some of you are not hearing God's voice. Some of you are interpreting God's voice to say what, it, what you want it to say. Some of you are lukewarm. Some of you used to be hot on fire for God, and you're lukewarm. And sadly, in this room, some of you are lost. Some of you are lost. What it became of that generation? Deuteronomy 32, 20. A generation of no faith. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I don't have a lot of time, but 
I feel like the Holy Spirit would have me do an invitation just quickly. Hey, are you wasting away? Come on. Come on. Are you lukewarm? Come on, tell the Lord. Get a hold of your youth pastor and say, I, I, I know I've not been what I should. No music, you just come. Speak to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to waste away. I need some teenagers. God needs teenagers that are hot on fire for the Lord. Some of you need to come. You need to drop your phone here. Leave it here. That's what's keeping you lukewarm. Some of you need to bring a tablet. Some of you need to come down here. You need to come here with a list of friends' names, and you need to say, these are my friends, but they're making me lukewarm. Young people, I hope your youth pastor and your mom and dad never have to pray for you to get right with God. Some of you are running from the Lord in here. Some of you, somebody is praying for you every night to get right with God. We have a lean youth, lean teenagers, and lukewarm teenagers that are going to be the lost generation. I don't have much time. Some of you need to get to your youth pastor and say, I know I've not been right. Some of you need, if you've got a parent in you, say, I, I know I've not been right. Some of you are not saved. If you're not saved, you need to, you'll hear it probably one more time, but you need to say, oh Lord, I'm going to get saved. You got what you wanted. I'm going to give you all the meat you want. I'm going to give you all the quail you want. I'm going to give you so much, you're going to stuff it up your nose. But you're going to lose what I had for you. Some of you kids are getting all the attention. You're living in all the sin. God's going to let you have what you want. But you're going to lose what you had. Got a minute or two, pray. Don't make it a 30-second prayer, then go back. That's not what I want. I want you to go back and deal with that leanness. I want you to go back and deal with that lukewarmness. If you're backslidden, I want you to go back and deal with that today. Them strongholds, the chains or the sins of your youth will become the chains of your life. Did you hear what I said? The sins of your youth will become the chains of your life.